Welcome to the Long Leg Podcast, the podcast, the cricket pub, pub the, the cricket pub, oh, this is worse than Brian Habana. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Bull Liver Podcast. Cod, Codpast. Codpast. No, see, I couldn't, couldn't even get that right. Bull Liver Codpast. Hello, this is the Long Leg Podcast. My name is Brian Habana and you are listening to a cricket podcast that is equidistant between analysis and chit-chat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not I'm not going in there again, so that that can stay. This might be the worst intro we've ever done, which is quite a low bar already. Um, it's Adam and Russ with you on the Long Leg Podcast. Um, what we're going to do, we're just going to have a chat about England and what our prospects are, are like for the Ashes, which start a week today. We're recording Thursday night, which is also the end of day two of the four-day Ireland test match, which is going on at Lords, which probably has changed some of our opinions about the, the shape that the England team is in. Yeah. Um, day two of four in the at Ireland least, test we, match. At least we found an opener. Yeah. I mean, Jack Leach has looked as convincing as anybody since Sir Alistair Cook. It's... It... it Beggar's belief, doesn't it, that Jack Leach could have played the way he played today and looked in absolutely no danger whatsoever for 90% of his innings. It just, he just didn't. He just just applied himself. That's all he did. And that's all anybody should need to do against that attack. Now, yeah, the pitch might have looked a little green yesterday. But but come on, eighty-one all out. Well, yeah, you're doing them a bit of a disservice. Um, it was eighty-five, wasn't it? But oh, okay. But <laughs> I take still, everything back. It's still, you know, when I when I switched the the TV on for the toss yesterday morning, and you you heard Joe Root talk about you know the final being back at Lords how excited he was to be playing red ball cricket explaining yet yeah, there's a bit of green on the pitch but you know the weather's set fair you know we're, we're gonna have a bat and I thought yeah well it's a it's a fair enough you know you would back our batting lineup against uh those Irish att- bowlers and you think yeah okay good idea good idea Joe yes it's a bit green but you know we all know when it's green at Lords and England have bowled first yeah, we've we've struggled against teams. So when at, at that Burns point you're looking at it, you're thinking this this is a good opportunity for some of our batsmen who've not been in the best of form and not done that well over the last twelve months in test yeah. matches, get some runs under their belt. Jason Roy we've we've picked as a as a debutant at the top of the order, get him and Burns cemented in. Um a few you think actually a few easy runs is what we need not quite how it went no and a little bit of hindsight maybe is always a wonderful thing however you know tim murta there's been a matter um <laughs> that's what happened yesterday the, morning the cricketing tony cascarino yeah 
it, you know, 37 years old, 75 miles an hour, you know, plodder, who has been an absolute, you know, revelation. He's like the, the DA Masters. Do you know, that's ex- exactly the name I kept kept thinking of. You know, um, absolutely metronomic. He just plugged away from, an, was it the nursery end he bowled from, I think? And he just plugged away. And and obviously Lords is his manner, isn't it? It's where he... Uh, he plies his trade and has done for a long time. And 804 first-class wickets or whatever it was uh, before this week. 791 of them were from the nursery end. Yeah. But it just, you know, he had it on a string. And he kept putting it in the right areas, making the England batsmen think about what they had to do at all times. I do think... They, they, the lack they of thought pace... about what they had to do? Well, the, he, they? no. So my point is they, they he made them think, he made them play, he made them always do something. Whereas when we came out to bowl, that first spell from well, that first couple of overs from Wokes and Broad. Elam. I'm not calling you know, him Wokes just, on, on tonight. No, not They it. just they didn't even make the batsman play. They might not have scored any runs in the first three overs, but they didn't have to play at any balls. Even did you know pitch when, the ball up? Oh Jesus Christ! Christ. But that's look, like, for like, like Tim Murta did. Yeah, like well, the, you know all the Irish bowlers did. So there was a, a pass that that ridiculous passage of play when Johnny Bairstow came out to bat yesterday, and he tried to bat halfway down the pitch, and he got told off by the umpires and said you can't bat there because you're encroaching in the um, danger zone or whatever if you come forward. Um, what did you make of that, by the way? I... Well, it's in the laws, isn't it? It's but, but you're I... okay to stand in your crease and come down the track and yeah, yeah, because because it's not you know it, it it wouldn't be every ball, would it? If you're marking your guard and you're and you're playing forward on every ball, you're potentially going to be stepping in the danger area. Like bowlers get the warning for being in in the danger area. Anyway, right? Johnny Bairstow, that frenetic innings that he played before getting horrifically bowled through the gate with one of the worst off drives that Sorry, I've seen. Johnny, Johnny who? Johnny, Johnny Pairstow. Johnny Pairstow, very good. Um, that was he he walked away from a ball when Murtagh was bowling in, and did you see it? Just it just caught the top of off stump, and that epitomised. <laughs> did that you hear what Bob Willis that. said about it? I didn't know. <laughs> He, he was incredulous at that entire Bearstow innings, and I, and then I, and he backed to backed away at the last minute. I don't know what was bothering a, a fly on the sight screen. <laughs> I think he was. I think he. I genuinely think he was trying to play some mind games, Johnny Bearstow, and it backfired on him. Oh, it just backfired on him massively. I mean, you look at that effort from from England in the first innings. Apart from Jason Roy, who actually I thought got a good little nibbler from Murta, yeah, um, there was a lot of batsmen with very, very questionable dismissals. I mean, Rue LBW to a dead, Bairstow we've mentioned, um, Denley, he looked okay for a bit, but he never really got his feet going. Rory Burns is the one that it it really it worries me Roy Burns worries me and all the talk about Roy and oh should he be in should he be out Rory Burns worries me because I can't see you say he scores or it's been said he scores the bulk of his runs through the onside 
and you can see that by the way he addresses the ball and the way his his back comes down on the ball. Um, but I can't see where his runs are coming from. At least with Jason Roy, you know he can score all the way around the ground. If he gets out, he's going to get out. But if he comes off, if it, he's going to play all five tests open the batting. Of of that, I've no doubt. If he's fit, yeah. Andy but at least, should. but at least, and if he, but if he comes off, and I said this in on a previous pod, if he comes off in two innings, well, England potentially win two test matches. Yeah, yeah. Two two innings is all we need in over five test matches. Well, I mean, look at it was a I saw his dismissal today, which was really quite strange actually he just it's just out of nowhere played this weird shot and left a left a huge gate and when you least expect it but just how easy it looked like he was essentially scoring a runner ball without even trying to yeah um and we we all know from the the world cup and other one day cricket what he can do when he actually does try to score quickly um so yeah the aussie should absolutely fear him and if yeah, he should he should play all five tests regardless. I think I don't I think we chatted on the WhatsApp about Hales and his his England test career where he played that series in South Africa. Um yeah, if you're if you're going to, to play like that, you have to be given a fair go. You know, yeah. If you've got if you're given the license, which a player like that should be, you know, without being without being silly with it. Yeah, and I think, and that's where we did chat about it in the WhatsApp. And, and my, you know, he, Hales was given, he played, did he play? He played a home series, isn't he? Was that against, I can't remember that was. Was that, was that South Africa? I think, I thought he played South Africa away. I could be, I can't remember who he played. I'd have to do some research or some up, updating myself on, on who he played at home. But, that he was brought in to do specifically the job that Jason Roy's come in to do now to to apply pressure back onto um yeah. teams with sack at the other end because we had the luxury of Sir Alistair Cook. It just so happened at that time uh Cookie wasn't in the best of form either. Okay, so so just to look at Hales's test career, he played he played more tests than I realised actually. Eleven. He started in a home series. He start no. He started in South Africa, fifteen really? sixteen. Played four tests there. Then he played the what looks like the whole of the summer of twenty sixteen. My mind is is playing tricks. But so that was Sri Lanka and Pakistan. He okay. didn't score a hundred. No, but he, he got a did, couple of eighties, didn't he? Eighties. Yeah, a ninety by the looks of it. So he 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 got five half centuries, average twenty seven. So that yeah, that doesn't look not, great. It doesn't look great. But when you look at when you put into context the job he was asked to do, coming from batting in the middle order because he's not opened in first class cricket really for Nottinghamshire. He was always he would always be batting it four maybe five. He didn't do a lot of opening um, for knots in in red ball cricket. But he was quickly cast aside because England maybe were in a position where. They didn't have anyone at the other end that was that was blocking it up or that was steady Eddie because Alistair Cook was out also out of a bit of Nick. Because, I mean, before he retired, let's not make it. Alistair Cook scored. He scored that double hundred in Melbourne, didn't he? He scored a double hundred in uh, Birmingham against West Indies. He loved a big 
Yeah, but it's, it kind of in in the last couple of years, I think those double hundreds significantly increased his um, productivity. So anyway, uh, the thing is with Roy, it's got a bit. I think it's the future. He could do the, the same destructive job that David Warner did, stroke does for Australia when he first came onto the scene. He's got the talent. He looks like he's got a, a decent fighting temperament as well, and you know, a long. I, I think he he needs to stay in the team and needs to be given a really really good run at it because frankly there isn't anyone else. And he gets angry when he gets out, which I was like, he swore again. So yeah, yeah, Sky Sky apologised again today. Frustrated um, himself. Yeah, exactly, and exactly, and I, I applaud that. Um, just to. Jump around slightly. We'll probably we'll come back to the current test match. I'm sure. Um, so the two days ago, both you and I and Doug actually we picked our eleven for the Ashes. Um, let me just read out the the teams quickly. Um, so I'd gone for if this comes up. So my my Ashes eleven. This is two days ago, and it's it's probably going to change. <laughs> this is what I want to talk about. Um, so mine was Burns, Roy, Bearstow, Root, Stokes, Butler, Ali, Curran, Archer, Wood, and Anderson. Um, and then Doug had the same team with Stokes and Butler the other way around. Okay, and then and then instead I... of Sam Sam Curran, Adil Rashid. And your team is Roy, Burns, Bairstow, Root, Stokes, Butler. So the same top six. Yes, I think in the same order as mine. Yeah. And then Ali, Wokes, Archer, Broad, Anderson. So you, yeah. you've picked I've some gone, different bowlers. I've uh, picked Stuart Broad because I, I think we're in a position where I don't think... Don't think Stuart Broad should be dropped just yet from from international cricket. When they, when Broad pulls an England shirt on, you know Doug can say what he likes about his county championship bowling figures and stuff. I think when Broad puts an England shirt on, he has the ability to make stuff happen. And him and Broad, him and Anderson bowl well together in tandem. And I think at least for the first couple of tests, that 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 should be the way. On the flip side of that, I want I want to to change a, a couple of bits of this around. Okay, well, I'll tell you. Let's let's look at this. Well, let's look at the batting and the bowling separately. I I, I see. We pick, we both we all actually three of us all pick the same top six, not necessarily in the same order. In fact, we I think we pick the same top seven, including Marion and Ali. Um, I'm I'm now I'm severely severely. Yeah. On the fence about Moeen. Uh yeah, that he's one of the he's one of the players I want to talk about. Um, now I I think uh, we we differ we differ in the bowling, but I I don't think it's it's for the the reasons you'd expect. Now why we're we're in agreement on the batting lineup, or we were two days ago. Um, I think the reason for that is we don't have an embarrassment of riches of Test batsmen. Um, the we've essentially picked the guys, the only people that we feel could do a job. Um, the bowling is completely different. I think we've got a huge embarrassment of riches. I yeah. I would say in the, the seam bowling, we've got six or seven, maybe more bowlers that would be happy with the job they probably do in the Ashes. Yeah. Um, 
So it's it's a strange situation we've got ourselves in. Now, yeah, let's let's go through the batsman. Jason Roy, we've just talked about. Burns, I mean, he was, well, I suppose he's incumbent um, opener, who I didn't think had done too much wrong. He he played a T20 for Surrey the other night, and guess which spot in the order he batted for Surrey? It was, uh, uh, it was prob- probably six. Eight. Yeah. Pointless. Which, What's the point? Absolutely, absolutely you know. Well, he actually got a few runs, but the game the game had gone by then. Um he yeah his his performance in this test match is odd he didn't you're, you're sort of looking at his technique like it, it clearly well, isn't just technique so i i'd say i i'm not one to to go down the the technique rule because there's been plenty of batsmen with odd techniques that have flourished in test cricket but i struggle to see where Rory Burns will score enough runs without getting out. So, and and I don't I don't want to harp back and, and compare him to Sack because they're completely different players, right? But Sir Alistair Cook made a living on a, a hook and a uh, a pull and a cut. Okay, anything else? He... Anything else? Just he just left. He just he just didn't didn't engage with. And you knew when he was in good form because he'd start pulling out a, a little on drive, like a straight on drive yeah, to a full yeah. ball. Instead of defending it, he would on physically on drive it. Now, with Rory Burns, if if you're bowling at Rory Burns, you just hang the ball outside of off stump, like Ireland did today. And he hasn't got... The, I don't think he's got the mental capacity not to go after one he's been he's been very circumspect without being proactive as far as i can see i mean he was six off of 25 today sorry he was six off of 25 in the first innings and he was six off of 26 second innings i didn't i mean i i it's a bit tricky i didn't see either innings live um this work thing occasionally gets in the way um but it it just obviously I saw highlights in inverted commas, which are basically his dismissals. Um, it just I don't ever feel like I'm someone to call to drop somebody on the evidence of just one test. But I don't know. I don't know how you can pick him now. It's not. It's not on the evidence of one test because I noted and mentioned this during the Sri Lanka series and in the West Indies. He can hang around, but. Hanging around without offering any scoring threat, I think you know. Well, okay, we we all picked him in our team two days ago because there's no one else. So the especially after you, now, there must be somebody else. You can't have a guy looking this at sea, opening in the ashes, which are next week. Now, what what on earth? No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I have. <laughs> I have the answer. I don't. No. What do the selectors do? I thought I thought about um, going with the one day combination of, of Roy and Bairstow and just trying to go, just trying to <laughs> escape, just trying to get at them early. But then after watching Bairstow for the last two days, well, he's he's the next conversation. Bat, can't, I mean, he can't lay a bat on the ball. I mean, his his six ball innings today was one of the worst that I've seen in a Test match. 
and he this is this is him batting down at was he five, five? and well six today well, six of the today, night watchman. Yeah. So it's not it's not a new ball thing. It's where's this come from? He's had look at him in the World Cup. I mean, I know it's a white ball. It's different. It's different situation, but oh, you, I mean. I can't imagine that he won't be in the eleven. Oh, he will absolutely be in the eleven. But... I just don't know where he'll bat. Now, the the other thing is is these question marks have always been asked about Johnny Bairstow, right from the very start of his international career in in Red Bull cricket, especially. Is that he, gap, to be fair to him, he, he does he does have a habit of getting both through the gate or LBW. He's a prime he's a prime candidate of of playing that drive away from his body. And you know, getting bowled through the gate or uh, well, missing what was, hitting him was, on the. Yeah, and that, again, it was ugly. Oh, also another bloody review. Your plum, mate, just yeah. piss off. Um, no, my what I was going to say was he he's got a habit of when the media are on top of him and he's he's had a a bad trot. Okay, it's one game. Um, he's more than anybody else I think I've ever known loves to stick one up at the media as we've seen with Michael Bourne and, and others um, when everything seems to be against him yeah, he's got so, he's got that fire that you know, he can bat like that and look awful and you think well he, he might just smash 150 in as many balls in the first test for all we know he, you, you sort of think that could happen with him I don't want to rely on him no but then you know I think what what do we what do we do with him? Do we have to then drop him down to he has to bat if he's gonna play, he's gotta bat in the top five. I if he's batting in the top five, then he shouldn't be keeping wicket. So do we then say, right, well Bairstow, you bat at seven or six and Josh Butler bats it three or four? I don't have. I personally I would give the gloves to Butler and and have Bairstow higher up the order, but partly I think that's because of what our options are near the top of the order. We don't, we, as we say, we don't have many. We're going to have to come up with a top three. We know that Root isn't going to bat higher than four. Well, um, it'll, so uh, let me, you know, it'll be Roy, Burns and Bairstow. Well, will it be Burns? Who else? Have the, I, what's the other option? Denley? Roy, Denley and Bairstow? It, that's not an option I would go for. I, I, I don't have enough. Yeah, as as you rightly say, I don't have another option. Are they, it's, I it's mean, like... Bairstow, Bairstow's batted at five and obviously six. Joe Denley's been at three. Now, we know for a fact that Butler and Stokes are going to come back into this team. Yes, we know yes. they are. So does that put Bairstow's position under threat for Butler as a direct swap? Or... Is it Joe Denley that's going to miss out and potentially Moeen or Wokes? Let's, let's talk about Moeen and Wokes in a moment. The 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 thing for me is I can't... I wonder, I wonder, you know, I wonder whether Ben Stokes could be the man to bat at three. You see the way that he played in the World Cup. Yes, it's white ball, but... I see. I've seen a bit. I see a bit of a change in Stokes, mentally, and almost, almost like he's aged, like he's matured 
as a player. Oh, without a doubt. A player for situations. So maybe if you had Stokes at three to play... He can't do everything. I mean, it's, it's... But but then but but here's where if you had Stokes at three as a fifth bowling option, so he doesn't have to bowl a lot, but he is an option. And then we can come on again, come on to the bowlers in a minute, and then maybe pick Leach as a bowler. I said when we we discussed the the Ashes team or the Ashes squad three or four podcasts ago when we when we first came back. I mentioned Leach and sort of got laughed laughed out a little bit. Only um, from Doug, mate. Uh, that that's that's maybe true. He's often louder. Um, it's the small man thing, isn't it? He, yeah, he, yeah. He's he got tries make to dominate, <laughs> make up for his lack of size. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. So my my Ashes team that we talked about, um, and I think my only yeah my only spinner. Was Moeen. So let's, let's, in fact, let's go there. Moeen Ali. He, his bowling is okay at the moment, I think. It's, yeah. It's, he, he did, I mean, he didn't play all that much in the World Cup as it transpired, partly tactical. Um, he is a walking wicket, like, like certain and, other players at the moment. And, and you know what Australia are going to do to him. And, Unlike Bairstow, I don't feel that Moe Nally has got a swashbuckling counter-attacking hundred in him at the moment. I just think no. it's it's just hopeless. So, so with that in mind, would you do you do you persevere with Moeen just for his bowling, or do you pick or do you go down the Rashid or Leach option and say here's ignore, your spinner? Ignore Leach's innings today, which which by the way is. It's meaningless. It's a bit like when Jimmy yeah, Anderson yeah, got yeah, that yeah. 80 uh, on a feather bed. Pakistan, yeah. um, and India, should I say? It was, the, it was a game where Alistair Cook took his test wicket. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> it the same match? It was the same match. Trent Bridge. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah, a, a draw because it was such a ridiculous, ridiculous wicket. Um, my question to you is, ignore their batting completely. Um, on bowling alone, Ali... Rashid or Leach, which spinner do you pick? Um, See, I have a, I have an answer to that. Well, I know that Doug picks Rashid. I think the Australians would go to town on Rashid. I think the World Cup and Red Bull cricket in general has, has showed where Rashid he isn't trusted to bowl those spells. In, in Red Bull cricket because they don't set the fields for him for one, which I think is more of a cat to see issue. Um, Leach has been the best spinner in county championship cricket for a long time. Well, for the last two or three seasons, especially it cider a bad, um, excluding Simon Harmer before you, uh, <laughs> no, he's not eligible for selection, but he's not eligible for selection. By the way, if um, he was, he'd be, he'd be in. Yeah, what a player? Well, what, how has he not played more games in South Africa? Uh, quote system, maybe I don't know. Um, no, not maybe. So, based based on this game, you're not picking Lee. He bowled three overs for 26 in the first innings when Ireland were motoring. It was Sterling and um, Balburnie, wasn't it? That were that were going going some. 
No, Sterling. Yeah, Sterling or Barberni. Um, I th- genuinely, I, answer, I, think, I, I, think, first? I think Moeen's probably our best spinner. Uh, he's our best bowling option for spin. I don't think he's far away. My, my, my answer is Jack Leach to that question. Um, I waffled for ages to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it wasn't even convincing. Uh, if, it, if it's Moeen, fine. But he, he, can't, he can't be batting at seven the way he's playing. No. Um, so do we think about the balance of the team? Do we, play an, do we play another batsman, bearing in mind we've got Ben Stokes who can bowl as a fifth bowler? I'm not sure. Um, but... And that's where, that's where you're not losing anything by playing Leach and playing another, another batter because you're getting a similar sort of spinning option, albeit you know left arm versus right arm. But it's, yeah... Moeen's a walking, like you say, Moeen's a walking wicket, so you may as well bat it. You could bat him at 10 at the moment. As I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, and I don't think, if, well, if you're playing another batsman, I'm not concerned about our tail. You know, if we've got, Especially not yes, with, we're, oh, we're probably playing Jimmy at number 11, but yeah, it, well, Jack Leach, yes, it's a, a bit of a, meaningless innings today um but yeah he, he he showed he can he can get runs um and i think most of a, our on a, on a decent pitch with runs on the board jack leach can apply pressure with a good field i think jack leach can do a, a great job with with the right conditions agreed my, agreed my concern is can he play that holding role can he be that holding spinner if we need him to however if we've got four quicks and stokes or three quicks and stokes and a, a front line spinner, then it, you can manage that accordingly. I think, you know, that's a lot easier to manage than, than where, where we've been previously. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a simple selection meeting, is it? No. <laughs> uh, remember that those series when, you know, nine or ten pick themselves. This isn't one of those. Um, Jack Leach today, by the way, out in the 90s as Night Watchman. Um, little quiz. I did see how much you're paying attention to coverage today. I don't know if Sky or TMS reported on this sort of stuff. Um, how many other Night Watchmen have, have done particularly well, Russ? Uh, well, Gillespie, Jason Gillespie scored 200 in his last match. Yes, Um Dropped after scoring a double century in his, yeah. his last test. Uh, there was obviously Alex Tudor, where Graham Thorpe hit the winning runs against New Zealand. Yeah, 99 not out. Um, uh, oh, there's another... You, Mark well, Boucher um, has scored two separate centuries. He doesn't. I'm not sure he counts as a night watchman. No, Jack, Russell, Jack Russell's scored runs as a night watchman as well previously, isn't he? One of the highest Englishmen has scored and runs as a night watchman. Yeah, so there are, there are five Englishmen to have scored 90s. No English batsman as a night watchman has got a century in test history. Okay. There's five a guy, Englishmen have scored 90s. There's obviously Leach, there's Tudor, there's Russell. Yeah. There's a guy from the Bodyline series, 1936. And I can't Howard Larwood. That's it. And then the other guy was before that, possibly? No, no. The other guy was... 1983. As a night watchman. In Sydney, in the Ashes. Oh, I don't know. 
Eddie Hemmings that was it's called 95 um it's a weird it's a weird list yeah Boucher's in it twice um only three so Gillespie at the top obviously only three other players have ever scored centuries um AL Mann in 1977 for Australia um Kimani for India in 1979 Nasim Ulgani for Pakistan in 1962 oh that was a that was a knot from Nasim oh good old Nasim um, yeah, weird, weird one. How so many England batsmen have done that and made nineties. Anyway, I just thought that was a a nice, nice little stat. Or so, just a just another quick one on Night Watchman. I think it. I think Jack Leach did it before, where he actually opened the batting. Now he I did. don't. I don't he did, think he did it in um, in Sri Lanka. That's where he played, wasn't it? It was in Sri Lanka. Possibly, yeah. He, 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 um, but the idea of taking the first ball as a night watchman. Now, this, this is a new thing to me, um, and it got a bit of criticism. So, yeah, traditionally a night watchman might come in at three or below towards the end of a day, um, but in a situation where you've got to bat like one or two overs, to me, I dare I say, it actually makes a bit of sense. Yeah. So. England. Well, cause, because you're coming out. If he if he gets out, then they're walking off the field anyway, yeah. aren't they? So, so you know. So England go out last night, one over to face. Um, you send a night watchman in. You've guaranteed that neither of your openers are going to lose their wicket. Yeah. So I, I, I sort of didn't understand the, the criticism there. No, I didn't either. And it would have been Jason Roy's decision. Well, would it? I think so. That's that's the way. Is it, it's is always it always been. up to the batsman? Is it, is, that should be a captaincy decision, shouldn't it? Well, it would have made sense if they, you know, they would have had a discussion, but ultimately, sure, it, yeah. it would have been Roy's decision, and he would probably have been advised actually, because you know, would Rory Burns have been given the choice? Somebody another, had to go out. Good with, question. Somebody had to go out with with Jack Leach. But actually, in a way, it doesn't matter who if he's no, if absolutely you're giving up that wicket. Um, but I, I, I found that I found that a bit strange that yeah people always say it's up to the batsman and we we judge I I, I chuckle as I think it was Ryan Sidebottom who um, asked for a night watchman once if you recall <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure who he sent in uh, but it to me it should be it's a tactical decision that should be up to the captain and the captain alone not not down to whether a batsman fancies it or he's worrying about his average or whatever it is it should be that's well that's what i think yeah did, so did we get to the um the bottom of of, of what we're going to do with our with our bowlers and oh actually with our batsmen not not even close on either i don't think <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's 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 pick like loosely based on today and loosely based on what we got available you know the squad is the squad that's not going to change, I don't think. They'll probably pick... Um, they'll bring Archer in. Archer's due to play for Sussex tomorrow night in the Blast game, I believe. Is he likely to be fit for Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is. is. Okay. Yeah, he's fit. So, he's play, as I say, he's playing in a Blast game for um, for not, uh, for not Sussex tomorrow night. Okay. I, yeah, I'd heard, heard things almost suggesting to the contrary. Um, but, no, that sounds good if he's if he's doing that. 
So, so Gregory, so out of that 13 man squad that they've got currently, because Lewis Gregory and Jimmy Anderson are carrying the drinks, you well, could look, let's assume that Gregory is Gregory's not a gone. Factor. Yeah, Gregory's gone. You could probably argue a case to keep hold of Ollie Stone. So he bowled, he bowled well, actually. He bowled like, okay. He bowled okay. We haven't. He bowled quick, especially after tea yesterday. He bowled quick. And he set Wilson up, you know, banged it in, bagged it in, nicked him off. Did It was a nice little setup. It's a pity we've we've got a debutante who's come in and done really well where we, we don't need him, mm. <laughs> which which is what, what's happened, unlike Jason Roy, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just because of the amount of bowling we've got on offer, surely he's not a factor in this. I mean, he, he, may, he may be on the fringes of the squad. Um, so Wood we, we, and Archer are both going to play before. Yeah. Stone. Well, I think I think we're in a position where it is Wokes or Curran in the moment. I think it's Wokes or Curran. I think it's um, Who'd, Wood okay. Wo- or Wokes Archer. or Curran. Let's do that. Uh, Curran. Curran. Okay, that's done. That. Well, he just makes. He seems to make things happen, and he, I just love. I love the fight he's got in him. I just love his whole attitude and demeanor. You know, he pissed, it pissed me off a little bit today, but he was on the counter attack. So, you know, I can't, can't say too much about it. There are three men back on the hook and he still went for it. And I just think that it's a little bit frustrating, but he was, on, he was, he, that's the mood he was in. That's what he was doing. You know, he, it's, his... not, it's not for him to, to save us in that situation. Here's my thing with, with Sam Curran. Now, him and his brother, I first noticed them for the, that, that, what's that? Oh, yeah, the big cat, the, the, one that, that, the one that play at the Oval. The, yeah, them. Um, it's spelt sort of dollar sign, U, a couple of rupee signs, Euro, Yen, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, so I, I noticed one of them running into bowl with a man bun three or four years ago. Yeah, that was Tom, wasn't it? Um, and... No, which one's with Sam's playing, isn't he now? And Tom. I think I think you're right. I think lap. it was Tom. Tom. Um, well, Tom's played. They both played a test. Tom's played a test. And and they've yeah, they're Kevin Curran's sons, aren't they? Yeah, they're Zimbabwe and they're Southern African Surrey players. And yeah, he's one of them's got a man bun. You can imagine what impression I've I've got of the pair yeah. of them. And I've totally changed all of that. Um, the in both cases, uh, partic- particularly Sam, the amount of front. Yeah, it's like it's like Jason Roy. Yeah, you you want him. You don't really play against him. You want him on your team. And I and actually, yeah, Sam can swing the ball. We've we've mentioned that he he doesn't bowl with the greatest amount of pace, but he's got this knack of like, he's taking he's doing the Botham thing of taking wickets with bad balls. Yeah. Look at the way he he batted. Got Portfield, yeah. He batted well. Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan, and I like the way I say I like just like the way he fronts up. Never takes a backward step, and he's always you can just tell he's always given a hundred percent, and he's he's always there for the fight. Whereas yeah. some of the England players, you think, kind of would rather hide away a little bit in in the fight. What's well, uh, Trevor Bayliss is going at the end of the Ashes now? We've just won the World Cup, which is fantastic. Don't don't get me wrong. That's that's why we hired him. Objective tick. 
yeah, Andrew Strauss, terrific hire. You've done exactly what you said you were going to do. Owen Morgan is one day captain. That's all fantastic. The detriment to the test side needs to be acknowledged, though. Yeah, he, yeah. He's essentially, for the amount of good that Trevor Bayliss has done in building this one day team, it has to be said, he's not, not the bowling so much, although. It's just not moved like, on. Capable it? players like Wokes and Broad are bowled too short, etc. Um, but the batting, we, we have. We have a batting lineup that doesn't know how to play test cricket and, and doesn't, seem, doesn't seem to show the application or willing to, to fight. So we, talk about the, we talk about the 90s and the batting collapses that England were famous for, but it was never because we didn't care or that we didn't have the fight for it. It was, just weren't good enough. You know, we just weren't good enough, exactly. And now we've got batsmen that are good enough and should be good enough. Um, I just, I just think the coaching has, the tactics I, I, a little I bit think, has let yeah, down. Yeah, I think you've got to. I don't buy this whole coaching ethos. Uh, no, in, I'm not, in, I'm in, not a, saying it, from, especially from Bayless, and I don't mean it in elite sport. I think you know, obviously, in team games, football, rugby stuff, coaching makes a, a lot of difference. I think cricket's quite a, a big anomaly in in that is that it's such an individual game. Especially when you're batting, it's those individual decisions, those individual moments that you know, that decide matches. And England have got a lot of world class players, a lot of world class cricketers, should I say, that maybe doesn't translate into the Test match arena. Now, like I mentioned to earlier, Ben Stokes is maturing. He's matured a lot. I think. I think this summer we're going to see an awful lot more from Ben Stokes, and I think he will. Uh, early prediction, bit of a hot take. I can see Ben Stokes almost single-handedly dragging us over the line against Australia on more than one occasion. Thirteen to eight, BBC Sports Personality of the Year, Ben Stokes. Uh, it's, it's almost a done deal already. Um, and I think between him and Butler and Root, there we just need. It's, those are the guys we need to come off. Other people to chip in. Roy can go big. Um, you know, Bearstow might come off, um, but Root, Butler, and Stokes, I think, are, are going to be our <laughs> our main mainstays, and they have to be the ones that stand up. It's quite some middle order when you look at it like that, and we, yeah, we don't have the top order to to go with it, or we don't. Doesn't look like we do. But then you look um, at, I mean, look at Australia, like David Warner coming back off the ban. Yeah, he scored some World Cup runs. Not scored many runs in this ridiculous Haddon versus Hick match. Um, should we? I'd, should we talk? Should we look at the Haddon versus Hick match? We, we, we were in a second, right? So if yeah. we, let, let, let's jump, let's jump into that while we're while we're talking about it. But if you were to compare England versus Australia, where Australia have a bit of an ascendancy is in the bowling in the world class bowling stakes across the board. When you look at Stark, yeah. Cummins, Pattinson, who seems to be bowling fire at the moment, and uh, Josh Hazelwood. They've got four and, and, a, and a consistent, you know, they've got Graham Swan. You know, where we, whereas we used to have Graham Swan. He's not a Graham Swan. 
I think I think uh, he is because I think, but he is there. He is a consistent bowler who takes a lot of wickets. He's 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 not as good as Graham Swan was. Don't get me wrong, but if you've got a consistent spinner in your team who you know exactly what you're going to get when you go to him, is is he more of an Ashley Giles? I don't mean disrespect no. to either of them when I say that. No, but, I think uh, well maybe it's like the 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 happy medium or the medium between your Swan and your Giles. Don't know. Um, let's look. Let's look at this. This having so the team. Let's look at the teams, right? So they did a a random sort of um, captain's pick type thing, didn't they? Do you hear about this? So they basically lined <laughs> them all up against the wall, and Haddon and Hick picked teams. What What's gone on? What happened to tours and warm up match? Like playing? They are, they are playing, playing against they? the counties, and it's like during the tour okay, so, but... <laughs> so Haddon's team was Warner Marcus Harris Curtis Patterson pass um Travis Head uh, Manus Labushan Labushan Labush oh the fuck that um Will <laughs> Will Pukowski Alex Carey Pat Cummins Mitchell Stark so Stark Siddle Hazelwood and Holland and Hick picked Joe Burns Bancroft Steve Do you Smith. know what? I've just realised why Peter Siddle hasn't been playing for Essex in the T20s. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wade, Mitch Marsh, Tim Payne, Nisa, James Patterson, Jackson Bird, Chris Tremaine, Nathan Lyon. So that was Hicks' team. And Hicks' team, so the scores, 105 all out, played 120 all out, played 170 all out to 156 for five. Cameron Bancroft scored a hundred uh, scored ninety three today off one hundred and ninety four balls. Um, Steve Smith was LBW bowled Siddle for eight today. He scored nine in the first innings and not many, obviously, in the second. But when what well, the so point? It's was, almost like there are lots of good bowlers and not very many good batsmen. Yes, and we will see a lot of three three and a half day test matches because. The bowlers are better than the batsmen. Yeah, look, I mean, the guys like I mentioned, Peter Siddle, who won't, I presume, won't play any Ashes, but you know the the form that he's he's been showing in first division county cricket. Yeah, some of the, and it's the same on both sides. Yeah, it really is. It's, is is this? You know, I talk about Bayliss and the coaching and the batting and not applying ourselves. Is this not just it? This isn't just England, though. Is this no. a worldwide knock on effect of so much T20 that not test cricket isn't given the priority it once was? Which and it's it's easier, surely it's easier for bowlers to just step in and and do a job and in a different form of the game than as a bat as a batsman to it's it's the uh, age it's the age old thing, though, isn't it? Batsmen get one chance, two chances in a test match. Bowlers get over after over after over, and you know, especially in a test match, they have to get absolutely carted for it to to be going wrong. What's changed though? Is it is it T Twenty cricket? Oh, is it as simple as that? Is an element of that. I think the just the general application. You know, the whole quick game's a good game. It, it application, application, application. The ability to leave the ball, to bore the bowler into bowling in an area where you want him to bowl. It's that it's that Sir battle. Alistair isn't it? Cook. It's Sir that it's, that's Cook. the that's the battle, isn't it? 
Sir Alistair Cook used to wait for days for them to bowl a ball on his legs and he'd just clip it away or bowl or drop one short and he'd pull it or, or cut it. That's the yeah, they're in this, they're, they're too, they're too in a hurry to feel bat on ball and not play that game of chess, that game of cat and mouse. Break, breaking news, test batsmen. Bowlers get bored pretty quickly. They're not met, you know, unless you're up against Dave Masters, Tim Murta, um, they're not going to be that metronomic. And they will bowl bad balls. And, and, you know, you, if you're vulnerable outside the off stump and they keep pitching it up out there, waiting for, and you, you, you want to have, you want to receive some short pitch bowling. Yeah. Leave a few of them. They'll resort to that. James Vince. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst others, but but when you look around, look around the world, mate. At the moment, James, James Vince, do you know that's he's the sort of he is good enough. Yeah, he should be in this Ashes team, and it's his own fault mostly yeah. that he's not. He's he's, he's a joke, so, and it's just. So here's the thing, right? When you compare all of the teams across the world in Test match cricket, there there is a standout. There's a standout sort of theme that runs around. Every team has got, well, most teams have got that exceptional world-class batsman. Your Roots, your Smiths, your Williamsons, your Coleys. Um, well, it's probably about it. The, the you top were trying four. to find a West Indian. Or I was trying, I was, I was trying to think, the, the, you know, but it used, to be, like, oh, it used yeah. to be Callis, didn't it? Amla, you know, although he's on the slide a little bit. But they, had, they have a, a world-class a guy that you're like, how do we get this guy out? We can never get him out. He just scores boatloads of runs. When Steve you look, War for 77 Ashes series in a row. When you... you look, when you look around that, and you look at England, and you think, shit, Burns, Roy, Bearstow, Butler, Stokes. That's that's decent. I mean, Burns and Bearstow at the moment aside. But then you look at you look at Australia. We I don't know who's going to open with Warner. In the ashes, oh, yeah, that 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 slots up for grubs. That's a who, interesting question. I, who's I who's going to bat in the middle order with with Smith? Is it going to be Hanscom? Is Mitch Marsh going to play as an all rounder? You know, we know Tim Payne's going to keep wicket. Are they going to pick Alex Carey as a as a bats as like a, a specialist batsman? There's this um, Marnus Labushin fella who <laughs> seems to score lots of runs. Who's scored a lot of runs in the Div two of the county championship this season, is he for Glamorgan? You they've know, got their own Burns as well at the top of they've the order. They've got the, yeah, yeah, Joe Burns. Um, so I don't know what that Australian side's going to look like. You know, you look at India. You know, it's not it's oh, not an Australian side where you fear up. any any of their batting oh. really, other than other than prisoner cell block H, arguably. Yeah, absolutely, and I think. If we can see, easier said than done. But you know, like when we played Australia in the World Cup semi-final the other week, and I was still right. Let's just see off the opening ten overs. Let's get kind of get rid of Stark and Cummins after ten overs, and we'll see where we are. You not that you can hit Stark and Cummins off their lines in a Test match, but they they can get bored pretty quickly. They can be they can be manoeuvred if you are patient. They will get tired in their second and third spells, because they're not going to bowl long spells. They're fast bowlers. They are not going to bowl long spells. They will bowl four or five over spells, maybe. 
Yeah. And by the yeah. time they come back for their second or third spell, then you've got to give yourself a chance. What test match batsmen don't do, and this isn't just England, this is across the across the, the piece, is they don't give themselves the opportunity to be at the crease. For what defend, it's worth. Defend what the it's... straight ones. Be patient outside the off stump. Yeah, it sounds easy, doesn't it? It, it should be. It should be easier than we're making it. Um, we don't know right now whether England will win this test match against Ireland. It looks like they, I imagine they probably will. Um, just, you think just so? For, just for the experience. Um, 180, is it, in the lead-ish? Yeah, yeah so we're, we're 303 for nine. Ireland are would currently chase 182. Um, under, assuming it's under 200, I, I, I would still think England would win. It, it might almost be better if they don't. Yeah. Uh, clearly, yesterday wasn't enough of a kick up the backside for, for England, the way, the way they've then collapsed in a heap again. I thought with Leach and Roy and that big partnership that we might have at least shown that this was a, a blip and we've had a kick up the backside and you know, maybe a, a bit of hairdryer treatment from Trevor Bayliss. I, I say that in jest, of course. But a similar thing again. Big collapse, some horrific shots, some, some just no application, as we say. Um, the bowlers may get us out of jail, but I, I, don't think they, <laughs> I don't think we deserve it, quite frankly. No. Um, and... Yeah, I, I I just don't don't necessarily back Ireland to chase circa two hundred to to win a Test match. Yeah, given I the think, fact they don't know how to, they've never really done it. I think I think we're almost we're probably right around the limit of of what their chase could be. I mean that counter attack as we said from Sam Curran is yeah that made all really, the difference. Really, really pushed it out. I mean one what was it one? I think we were one seventeen for seven maybe or one hundred seventeen ahead. Yeah, yeah, when he came in, right. and uh, yeah, he it, it, that not made all the difference. There could be some weather around. Which... There is some weather around, isn't there? Yeah, we've we. I can't remember if it was before we started recording. We're talking about thunderstorms. I've I've had thunderstorms here. Um, you know, barely fifteen miles from Lords. Um, they've had some tonight. I think some rain is forecast tomorrow and Saturday. Four day Test cricket. Um. So we've had half the test match, and yes, the game clearly is more than halfway through its natural course. That's that's fine. Um, and this was, a, well, I'm going to say a ludicrous match to trial this. You know, I get why they picked an island test, but what what on earth would this ever prove about four day test cricket? Do, do we do we need to go down a rabbit hole about overrates? Because they're they're making the game they're, make, they're making the day longer to get more overs in, and it, they're just not getting more overs in. I posted Seven, a tweet 70, as a joke. Yesterday. They played till quarter past six today. They got seventy-seven overs in. Yeah, fine. A lot was happening. I mean, it's yeah. I, Ireland were actually worse than England, I think, for this. Um, yeah, maybe there's some excuses there, but it's it's shocking. Um, Oh, well, overrates need it. It's such such an easy fix across all forms of the game. You know, county T20 competition. You used to have a, I don't know if they still do. I 
I think they must still do, but it used to be a clock on the scoreboard. You have to start your final over by the time that clock ticks down to zero. And the umpires can pause it if there's a break in play for some, some reason. And you sometimes see bowlers sprinting back to their marks. You, you get six runs knocked off your I... score. If you So it, it just fixes it. Do the hey, same across hey. all forms of the game. It's so, not hard. Let, let's just do some very rudimentary maths a minute, right? England, 77.4. Uh, what was it? 3.4. Yes. So England went at 3.91 today. Okay. Decent, decent leg. Not too bad at all for, for a day at a test match. That's fine. So 3.91. If they were doing 90 overs in a day, which they would have been finished before the rain came, if it was a normal test match with 90 overs in a day, wouldn't they? Timings wise. Yeah. They should have been finished. So 3.91 uh, times 13, say. So that's an extra 50 runs. All that should happen is you don't bowl your overs. The batting, the batting team get awarded pro rata runs at the current run rate for that day or for the innings. Because that would soon speed people up. Get your overs in. Because otherwise we're going to lose 40 runs for nothing. And they can just go on the scorebook as penalty runs. Stop fining the captain 500 yeah, quid. It doesn't, doesn't just, fucking Just matter. hit them where they care. Yeah. Well, we are preaching to the choir, aren't we? I mean, yeah, that should be such an easy fix. Um, it is an easy fix. Re- and regardless... ICC, if you're listening. <laughs> Dave Richardson's there. So... Yeah. Oh, I might, I might try this new long leg podcast. Me with my mate Brian Habana down here. Yeah, <laughs> let's stick it on. What are they saying? <laughs> oh. I can't understand these accents. <laughs> <laughs> the long accent podcast. Well done. South African is a favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, and that—that's all it needs to be. Hitting where it hurts. In the, in the run in the runs column, captains don't care about being fined. If Owen Morgan gets fined, the ECB are paying it. Let's make no bones about that. So they don't give a shit either way. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, they don't. So that, make that's Chris Wokes pay it. That's that my that's my solution. It's just award the penalty runs for the amount of overs lost at the current run rate of the innings at the end of each day. Obviously, if it's one of those where uh, the innings has changed over, and you know it's all prorated based on the amount of expected overs per that innings per the day. Maybe that's what Bearstow was playing at with his his oh, turn to square leg. He's fucking winding me up, Bearstow. <laughs> um, regardless of over rates, four day Test cricket. What do you? What are your thoughts? Uh well, I'm a traditionalist, and obviously you've got to to move with the times. Is five days necessary? How many? Yes. How many? How no, many sorry, I got jumped in there. How many test matches actually last five days nowadays? Anyway, don't care. Carry on. And so I don't, I don't really see too much of a problem with it. But the but the problem I have mainly is. They struggle to get the over the ninety overs in on a standard day. So extending the day by half an hour is Ign- not ig- make ig- ignore time. ignoring over rates. Uh, I, I we sh- we we are full agreement on over rates. Can't ignore um, over rates when you're taking a whole day out of a test match because you're taking it from potentially okay, yeah, okay, four hundred and fifty but... overs to. 
400 overs. Is that right? How many overs? Yeah, but the over rate's an issue anyway, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's, so 98 times four, what's that? 300 and it's less. Oh, Matt, 392. Is that right? 392 overs versus 450. Yeah. Um, but it's, it just, to me, it's not even about that. It's, I, I'm going to go a bit 100 ball ranting about the six ball over for a minute. To me, a test match is a five day game. It's the dynamics. It's the, the feel of when you've, you've watched, you know, I've watched it since I was you know, eight, nine, ten years old. Um, or the first time I paid any attention to it. My dad probably tried to make me watch it when I was about six months old, like I am with my son. Um, who is starting to like it at the age of eight, begrudgingly. Um, but it, it's just it, a test match. That's how long it lasts. And two days into a test match, you feel like it's a certain timing that feels natural. And Yeah, I don't like days... this whole lunch at quarter past one thing. Although they copied the, they copied the, the irony, they've copied the county championship because that's four days, 98 overs a day. So that, and that, that's the timing is in the, or actually, it was. I'm not sure if it still is. They do get the um, overs through in the carriage. They, they do. They do. It's almost like the rules encourage that, and Test cricket could follow suit. Although and, but, but you, you know watch what Essex today, and... was all the, the all the fucking drinks breaks. I know it's hot, but you've been playing in. You know, Russ, I'm sitting the here not wearing a shirt. I'm I'm going to excuse them for the, today yeah, at least. But... But, but they've played cricket in Adelaide in the middle of the summer. They've played in Sydney. They've played in India. They've played in... They don't have as many drinks breaks. You could still break. get drinks breaks and get your bloody overs done. You don't need a drinks break. You just get some drinks on. Uh, Everybody yeah. takes a swig, you know, gets gets a bit of fluid down them and we go again. doesn't have to be a drinks break. You know what it stinks off to me? It stinks more of bloody... Um, TV advertising and stuff like that, where they can get a few more adverts in, in the break of play. That's a cynical me. You probably, you could be probably right, but you know, what do they tend? Today's an exception rather than a rule. Don't, there. don't, a, don't. A one drinks baker session. Please don't talk to me about player welfare. No, but one drinks breaker session. Say, I think that's generally what it is. That's exactly what it is. My last two or three yeah. minutes. That shouldn't on take hour. a shouldn't make an impact isn't it isn't it isn't it a five minute drinks break on the hour isn't that what it should be five minutes is it pretty sure it's five minutes on the hour in a standard test match five minutes so you play for an hour then it's then it's a five minute drinks break two minute ad break get on with it yeah and if they yeah if that's what they need to have yeah again drinks break seems like an excuse for just slow play which is ultimately the issue and it's probably because there's not enough spinners bowling getting through the overs. Excuse again. Because the ball gets carted around. Excuse. Yeah. Oh, mate. You don't Counter have to... Championship, they can do it. 2020, they can do it. Yeah. Why can't they do it in a test match? Absolutely. If anything, they should be better because they should it's be not, it's not, better. It's international cricket in general, isn't it? It's not, yeah. just, it's not just test matches. So, ICC, I know you're listening. Sort it out. Um, Brian Habana is probably a fan of faster overrates, so just give your mate Dave. And in fact, Dave's left, doesn't he? It's not Dave Richardson anymore; it's someone else. Oh, fuck knows, mate. I, I I lost patience with the ICC a long time ago. 
if you're listening, um, and I'm just po- uh, podcast money. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, where are we? Oh, doesn't he say? It? Oh, it's Shan Shas Shashank Maha Monaha. God knows who's he then, the chairman of the ICC. An Indian lawyer and cricket administrator has twice served the president as the BCCI, is now the chairman of the ICC. I don't see him having lunchtime chats with Aggers like Dave Richardson did. No, absolutely not. Oh, he's a chairman, isn't he? But he's been chairman since 2015, so maybe it's the chief exec, isn't it? Okay. Is it the chief exec? Is that what Dave Richardson was? I don't know. Oh God, I've, this not, just... I've not done my ICC. Manu Swarney. Manu Swarney. So there you go. Anyway, let's let's get out of here. Yeah, We've let's... been on for ages. Let's hope England can get over the line against Ireland. For my sake, let's hope Ireland beat England because I have got a couple of quid on Ireland. I put, both I, have, haven't we? I put some money on them at 14 to 1 today when England, when Leach and Roy were flying along because everyone seemed to forget. Oh, yeah, we were 150 odd for one yeah, or whatever the it was. weren't on the board at that point, were they? Uh, no, but, yeah. and, but we were we were only like 60 ahead at one point. It was like 60 for one, a couple of quick wickets. Oh, and all of a sudden we were 80 odd for five again. So, yeah. So there you, there you go. There's your there's your Ashes preview, listeners. Um, we've not picked a team. Uh, we've not given any confidence in anything, really. Um, we we don't know what we're doing, so I don't know how the selectors know what they're doing. Um, so we'll just cross our fingers and hope that somehow the Aussies are just a bit worse. And they and might a, be. And a week today, they set foot onto the pitch at Edgebuston. Thankfully, it's Edgebuston. I think, you know, ment- mentally, Australia yes, don't agree. great a great record at Edgebuston. England's record at Edgebuston is very good. You know, it would be nice to get off to a winning start. I won't be here. Uh, you're going, are you going on holiday, Ross? I'm going on holiday. So, I, you know, if we have to podcast while I'm in America, then so be it. But, you know, I, I'll be, what, five hours behind. So I'll be getting out of bed at, what, seven o'clock in the morning and then the test match will already be an hour in. You could jump wow. on the, Jump on the podcast from the side of the pool, can't you? Well, I hope, I hope, I sincerely hope that there is some way to view it on uh, American television where it will be on NBC. I can't see it personally, but we'll see. Uh, I will talk to you off air on that. I may be able to uh, come up with something. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I have a, a, a huge cricket fan of a friend who lives in America who watches everything. Listeners. Anyway, we'll speak uh, to you. Soon. He won't be listening to this. Go well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just like that. Screw you, tailenders. Russ said it first. Go well. Ed, cheers. Cheers.